This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the Wednesday Week. Uh, my name's Dan and uh, I am absolutely beside myself giddy. At, uh, at the uh, at the guest that we've got uh, for you this evening, current IFK Gothenburg manager, uh, Malmo manager, previous back in the day, there was also a uh, Swedish youth manager, and let's not forget one of the kings of the Rumbelows Cup final in 1991 or League Cup as it was known uh, universally. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who actually needs no introduction, please. Make some noise for Roland Nilsson. Thank you very much, Roland, for joining us, sir. Um, you are absolutely making me fangirl uh, like an absolute child right now. So I'm going to pass you over to Ben right now, who's done his homework, as he normally does, uh, while I sit there and just gaze into your eyes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, as Fudge said, I've got a bit of a couple of questions on the very start of your career. And I think it's right, is it, that you started out as a attacking winger? Before you drop back into into the defence and into right back, yeah, that's correct. Started as a, a left winger, became a left midfielder, became right midfielder, and then right back. Was that something that, that you were happy with doing, or was that something that managers sort of forced you into as you were growing up through youth academies and stuff? Well, it's, it's one of those when you. Uh, it was I was a left winger when I was 17 years old and playing for for Helsingborg, uh, and then AFK bought me. Uh, and then uh, when I got to AFK, they had eight players who played for the national team. So when you're young and so, and you have a lot of merit players uh, in the team, uh, you just say yes to any position <laughs> that uh, you you are able to play in. So I started off as a left midfielder, then I became right midfielder, uh, and uh, then I was right back. But I was, at the beginning as a right back, I was frustrated because I wanted to run forward uh, as much as I could. 
Sorry to interrupt, Ben. My apologies. I do, do, do just something I, that, that reminded me then. Uh, two weeks ago, I caught up with Nicholas Alexanderson, and he yeah. was saying that during the period of the 90s, uh, with the Bosman ruling coming in, that changed the way that, um, well, it changed Swedish football uh, as we knew. Because, like you said, you came into the team and you yeah. already had a significant amount of, um, of internationals in that team already. So to try and break in was quite difficult. So, uh, but then when the Bosman happened and everybody started to move into Europe, did, did you feel that that was the, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, the decline of the quality of the Swedish league? Well, yes, I think so. Uh, like you said, uh, I think the 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 fullback, the fullback that was before me was Bjorn Andersen. He went to Bayern Munich in 1974. So, and then I was the next one in in '89. Uh, so, uh, of course, uh, most of uh, the players playing for the national team and so uh, played in 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 uh, the Swedish league. So, uh, after the, things happened with the Bosman rule. Then quite a lot of players start to do, uh, go abroad, uh, and as as always, uh, it's the best players that goes from the start, and then it becomes uh, the next best, and and so on. And uh, now it's uh, quite a few players that leaves the country uh, every year. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Ben. Con continue, sir. My apologies. No, that was it, really. And then we're also going to ask you about obviously before you come to Sheffield Wednesday the winning the, the league in Sweden and the UEFA Cup win and the successes there. Yeah, it, it was great. I mean, I, like I said, when I came to Gothenburg, they, they were a really, really good team. They had they'd just won the UEFA Cup uh, the first time and then I joined. Uh, we won the league straight away my first year. I was playing uh, quite a lot. Uh, the second year we won as well, uh, but then I didn't play that much. Uh, and then uh, in '87, uh, we we won the UEFA Cup the second time, and I was part of that team. And uh, we even managed to to win the league '87. Uh, so uh, we we had a really good good team those years. Wow, wow! I, I'm just I'm I'm trying to get my head around the fact that you're you're now managing that team that that you won that cup with, and then. This is when you went to Sheffield Wednesday. So, so you know, you're you're a relatively young man. You know what I mean. You 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 broke into what's a successful team. You've then been successful. How did signing for Sheffield Wednesday come about? Well, it, it was uh, that we played England uh, in the qualifier, uh, and uh, I had a really good game against John Barnes, uh, and that was it. Uh, I spoke to, to Big Ron and I spoke to a few few else that was involved in things. Uh, and that was uh, the game. They've seen me before, but just in that game, uh, I really had a really good game against John Barnes and then that opened the door, so to speak. So, go on then. I, I'm going to try and put you on the spot and uh, try and name some names. What other clubs were interested in you? Well, there were uh, a few teams uh, from from Spain. Uh, I think there was uh, a club from from Portugal, uh, uh, and then uh, there was a uh, a club that wanted to just loan me for six months, uh, and then uh, uh, Sheffield that, that actually said uh, we we want to sign you. Uh, the only thing that uh, it's that you have to come over and just 
show yourself for for a week uh, uh, and if if uh, things are as good as we've seen uh, we like to sign you so that was it really okay okay go on Sam that that seems quite mad really doesn't it because mm. you, you'd won the 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 uh, UEFA Cup and, and effectively the championship in Sweden and Wednesday wanted to watch it for a week <laughs> yeah. which is 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 crazy when we look at it now. Looking back on on, on your time at Wednesday, I mean, you signed for three hundred and seventy five thousand pounds. That just shows you the huge difference between how it was then to how it is now. I I, I can't actually fathom how much you would have been worth in today's prices um, with with what you'd already accomplished before you joined Wednesday. Um, obviously, it, it was quite a significant change from moving from Sweden to Sheffield and coming to Hillsborough. You know, as you as you came to Hillsborough with the family, etc., what was your first impressions as you got to Wednesday? Well, the first impression was uh, I, I was there, you know, I came over the first week, uh, uh, trained with the, with the boys and, and uh, I saw a game and actually that was... Uh, when Sheffield Wednesday uh, were playing Liverpool uh, and uh, Big Ron uh, took me in, you know, uh, before uh, before the match and, and, and uh, said, uh, like, well, uh, Roland, you've been playing with, uh, playing against John Barnes. Uh, what can you say about John Barnes? And then I just told him, well, this is what I did and this is how I looked at John Barnes and uh, the way that he's playing and so on. Uh, and I know that uh, that uh, David Hurst became very impressed that I spoke English. <laughs> Dave, David so, Hurst don't speak very good English, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, I must admit, I was actually impressed uh, at, at your English, to, to be fair, Roland. Normally when we do these pre-records, it's because some of the players we get on aren't that confident in their English, but I must admit there is a few Yorkshire twangs that kick in every now and again. There is a, uh, yeah. there's a few Yorkshire okay. words kick in there. So it looks like yeah. obviously Shez and Erste have, uh, have, have had a bit of an influence in your accent, but, uh, but go on, Ash. Uh, uh, great to speak to you, Roland. I know I've, uh, I've emailed you a couple of times to uh, set this up. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Uh, no, it's great. Um, obviously you've mentioned big Ron, uh, and obviously, he he brought you to Hillsborough. What what was your um, impression of Big Ron? And we've heard quite a few stories from ex players and things about him. So it's just just what 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 were your thoughts on him and and how he managed as well? What what was his management style? Well, it was you know it was different because in in Sweden we didn't have any managers. We had coaches uh, and. Uh, all the coaches that I had before were, you know, always at the training ground every day, uh, working with the players and so on. So when I when I went over to England and and Big Ron was was the manager, you know, he wasn't there all the time. Uh, and then you go, uh, you start to wonder, <laughs> what, what does he do? Uh, but he was in there, and then after you know a few matches, uh, you started to, to to see the knowledge that he had, 
uh, he was, uh, you know, in every match that he played, he can always pick uh, some of the players in the team. Like you've said to, to Chess, Chess, this is your game. If you have a good game today, then we have a good chance of winning. Uh, Dalian, uh, David, if you two score some goals today, then we will be good to defence and, and then we will win the match because of that. So he always had a had a great feeling of of who was the 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 the, the players that would have a key role in the matches, and you can only have that if you know the team that you're going to play. Mm-hmm. So uh, after a longer time, you you saw that he knew very much of the 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 team that we were playing against and the players that they had in the team. So uh, then you, you you understood more of what he was trying to do is, is that he was uh, certainly talking to, to, to uh, uh, Richard of, of, of things that he wanted to do. And then when the match came, then he was, you know, uh, getting in his suit and, and, and did his job, so to speak. Uh, yeah, that's a very diplomatic answer, that Roly, because some people, you know, some guests have been on and said he's a great man manager. Uh, some people have been on and said I really wanted to kick him in training. Some people have been on and said that we never saw him. I don't know what his job was. You know what I mean? So obviously by by this point, he's, um, you know, I mean, bear in mind, he managed at the very top level. He was at Manchester United and uh, you know what I mean? So this is, this is you know, one of, one of the top coaches now. One thing that I really wanted to, 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 to try and pull at, and, and people who played in your era, especially, and I mean no disrespect for this, especially the foreign players that came over in the early to mid-90s, did you see a complete different attitude towards fitness, dietitian, tactical awareness? Because over in this country, we, we have a, a little snobbery, don't we, in terms of we, the way we believe football should be played. And that's and I think Arsene Wenger really changed that when he, went, when he got the Arsenal job in the mid-90s. But you came over before that, and you were a very fit young man and, and worked very much on your, your fitness and athleticism. Uh, you know, and, and dietitian, did you get over here and see people, you know, big lads like, like Hursty, for example, going out on the pints and then running around... The, the, the day after, did you think, yeah. wow, what have I signed for here? Nah, well, he's it, one of those, you, when you sign, you, you're just there to play football. So then then uh, what everybody else is doing and how they do things is just, it, it was just different. <laughs> uh, but when you're there, when you're playing, uh, when you're training, you, you're there to win matches. And uh, of course, when you win matches, then everything is good. When you lose matches, then then you start to think, well, it's not, uh, well, it, you can understand sometimes that you lose matches because if we've done things in a better way, then of course we, have, we would have had the, a, a better chance of, of actually winning winning the matches. But uh, I felt that we were we were we were in in a progress uh, with with a lot of things uh, when I came. Uh, I think there was a, a few players that. Uh, wanted to become better, uh, not just by training hard, but also uh, looking a little more on the diet because the diet wasn't that great. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the the, the points uh, went to went to have the points and not have have the points. So, uh, uh, so is that was... what you were saying? You were better at Roland? Did you time your pints differently to every? You, did, you didn't have them on a Friday, for example. Yes, I time my points better. I will say that. 
<laughs> that's that, that's fascinating. Um, I, I I just I honestly because I just imagine you know this this man who's playing at the top of his game coming over to Yorkshire of all counties, which is known for its drinking culture. Let's let's be honest, coming in and going, what the hell have I signed for here? Like, did you find that there may have been a bit of a, did you fit in? Because like, did were they a little you know people like your big characters like your Phil Kings, your David Erse, and your John Sheridans, they were they were very close and they were they had a close knit community. And did you feel a little bit on the periphery to start with, and then they let you in when they saw how hard you worked, or did they did you get on straight away? Well, I think uh, uh, it, it just took a few matches uh, mm. before. I think I think the 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 one started like like I said before when when I did the the talk before the match against Liverpool, I think that helped quite a lot. Uh, I didn't understand that then, but they saw that. Well, you can speak English. Uh, can he play football? And then uh, I showed them that I could play football as well. And then it became much easier for me as well to be part of things because uh, if you think if if a foreigner normally comes in, it takes a little while before he starts to understand, uh, you know, the language in the dressing room, what the boys are, are saying in between themselves and so on. Uh, and I didn't have that problem. So uh, then I could be part of the laughs, uh, part of what they were discussing. So I, I, I think I'll, I was part of the team uh, uh, straight, uh, straight off. I think it, it took maybe two months or something like that. Amazing. Go on, Ben. No, I know, obviously, Fudge has mentioned this a little bit now, um, and it's something that has been brought up a few times. I think John Newsom was the first one to bring it up. Then John Arks, when we spoke to John Arks, he he gave us more insight into it. But the relationship between Nigel Pearson and Big Ron was something that, as I say, Harks and Newsom both mentioned about Pearson kicking him in training when Big Ron had uh, joining in training. Was that something that, that you saw as well? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Nigel was Nigel, who can say that. Uh, uh, you know, Big Big Ron, he was always, uh, it was always good of, of uh, uh, what can you say, making a joke uh, from the players uh, on their behalf, so to speak. If he did something wrong, then he, he would say, uh, I think, well, you Swedes are, uh, and so on. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, I think that, that him, and, him and Nigel, for some reason, they, they, were, they were at it a little bit more than everybody else. Uh, and I remember one, one training session where it was really cold. It was wintertime uh, and, and we couldn't train outside. So we went indoor. Uh, we we uh, we should just have a, a nice easy training, you know, uh, kick around with the ball a little bit, you know, just do something during that day. And then uh, Big Ron comes in and say, "Well, boys, let's let's play." <laughs> uh, and uh, then then we divided two teams and and, and we played indoor. And then Nigel was in one team and then Big Run was uh, in, in the other one. And Big Run, you know, he always liked to look good when he was playing. So he was fooling around a little bit. Uh, and then he got a pass and he was running, you know, just uh, a yard from the, the wall. And then we see Nigel coming running. And then we, we just saw, and I thought as well, yeah, Nigel, don't do it, don't do it. And then bang! 
Then he just, <laughs> he just tackles Big Ron straight into the wall and he just falls down like a, you know, a big sack of shit, really. And he just goes, boom. And everybody went, oh, fucking hell. Now, now we're going to hear it. Now we're going to train extra for the whole week. Uh, but he was good, Ron, there. Uh, he, he, you know, he stood up and said, who was that? And then uh, we said, it was Nigel. He said, okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't fancy it. Yeah. I, t- I tell you what, Roland, that's, uh, we, we've managed to piece that story together from about four or five different players from that era. And yeah. like each time a new, a new piece of information comes out. I think, I think John Arks told us that when Ron stood up, he went, why can't you do that on a fucking Saturday or something like that? <laughs> I remember <laughs> rightly. So, uh, so yeah. So now in my head, that's now four players that have confirmed this story. Yeah. And I'm very happy about the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's good oh, fun. All I can, all I've got in my head is like a, a picture of like, you know, ice hockey. Yeah. You know, where, they, where, oh. where they just slam into each other and that's it. <laughs> I could just, I, I just could see Big Ron's face now. I wish, I think we all wish we could be there for that one. <laughs> absolutely. 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 So, um, so let's move into that squad then, those, those group of players that you moved in. Because bear in mind, in your first season, we got relegated. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So did you did you see what the issues were? Did you feel a change? I mean, you know, we don't see it now. If you get relegated with a team, you very rarely stay with the team as the manager. But did you see a change in Big Ron in his attitude? And and some players went out and some came in. And I mean, you know, what 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 did you notice was the big difference from the relegation season to the, the following season? Well, it's, it's always when you have a relegation. Uh, it was you know it was frustrating getting relegated because I, I think we, we played well enough to, at the end of the season, but we didn't get the points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember we, we played a few matches where, you know, the goalkeeper is, is having the man of the match because he's been doing absolutely saves. We, we hit the bar, we hit the post, but for some reason we couldn't score. And then, uh, then we let in an easy goal and then we lost the match. So it was just, Frustrating at the end that we, we were in the position where we were. Uh, and then, of course, then we have the last game of the match and then everything should be uh, done in that respect. And then uh, all the pressure and nerves and everything was, was there. And, and we didn't get there in that game our, our, our momentum in, in the game at all. And then we lose that game. And then uh, you, you look at the crowd and then you say, well... Uh, Nothing has happened, you know, they're, they're just quiet. And then suddenly, uh, then they started to, 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 you know, start to cry. And, and then you know that, oh, shit, something happened in, in, in the other game then. Oh, yeah. I, I remember those days, yeah, where word would get around the crowd. Exactly. And all of a sudden they'd be going, you need to score a goal. They've got in front down the road. Yeah. <laughs> we actually went down on goal difference, didn't we? We, we went yeah, down. Yeah, it was goal difference, yeah. Which wow. Pretty crap. So, wow. So you, we, we've gone down. Yeah, we've gone down. And, and uh, uh, well, for me, it was, uh, it was uh, I, I went to, 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 sp- to speak to Ron straight away and said, well, now it might be difficult for me to stay uh, mm. because of the national team. Uh, I'm not sure that I, I but the manager will see in, in good eye that I play in, 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 the, in, the, in the lower division. Uh, and I can be, uh, keep keep my place, uh, 
And then uh, we talked a little bit of that. And then uh, Ron said, well, uh, we are trying to keep the team. Uh, I spoke to the chairman and the chairman says, we, we, we're going to try to keep the players uh, with the same wages and everything. So we just going to go uh, go down and then uh, try to get up uh, in, in, in one go, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I thought, well, uh, I was enjoying playing with the players. I thought that we had a good team going. Uh, and then uh, I just felt, well, uh, I, I just need to speak to the Swedish manager, what he says about things. Uh, and then he said, well, uh, it won't be a problem uh, because he, he, he thought, well, the, the second league in England is good enough to, to be to be able to be, still be able to to play uh, in the national team, and, and I said it in a way as well. It, it was only for a year, and then it becomes easy as well. Uh, it, it's one of those that if I said, well, we're going to play in the in this in the what do you call championship now? for a, a couple of years, then it might be different. But I said, well, we, we have a very good side and we are, we are aiming to go back straight up. And then he said, yeah, that'd be okay. It's no problem for me. I'm and then I, stayed, then I stayed and then we started the season very well in, in, uh, uh, in the first, I think we, we played 12 games or something like that without losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, uh, one of my best starts of the season as well. I just felt like I was everything was working. We, we uh, the team was working and everything, and then suddenly, boom, uh, we play Millwall away, and then uh, my cruiser went. Oh, that was, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get there because I, that was a pretty piss poor year for you, Roland. So relegation from the what was Division One, yeah. then oh, a, a diplomatic way, put a lackluster performance for Sweden. In the World Cup, yeah, and then a great start. You finally got yourself back on track, and then a cruciate ligament. Yeah, wow, wow. that that must have been tough mentally, right? It, it was, especially when at that time, you know, uh, ninety. When you speak to doctors at that time, they, they mm. said, "Well, uh, we're going to try to fix it, but we're not sure uh, that it will, it will, uh, you will be able to play football." Wow. Uh, so that, that then, must have been then, uh, remind so that, me that was tough. Remind um, me, did you pull up with it or was it as a result of a tackle? I can't remember going back now. I remember, well, it was- it, I was chasing back, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, uh, I can't remember who it was, it just went inside of me, put it, played the ball inside, and I was just you know uh, turning. And while I was turning, I got uh, my boot stuck in the grass. Uh, so it just uh, my knee just exploded. I could just feel an explosion in my knee, and that was it, really. Uh, so uh, then, then uh, I had the fortunate to be uh, a national team player. So I went back to Sweden to do the operation, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, I had uh, uh, well, I set my goal to be back as quick as possible. Uh, they were talking. Uh, eight months to a year to come back. Uh, and then I said, well, to myself, no, I'm going to do, do better than that. I'm going to work the hardest I can. And uh, then we made a plan that I could be in Sweden for a little part, a little part and be 
in Sheffield for a little part of doing the rehab in, in both places. So I got maximum uh, treatment and, and uh, rehab in the best way. So I worked, I worked twice a day for six, uh, six days a week. And then it, then it, took, me, it took me from the operation until I was back five months. Wow. Five, five months is quick as well, isn't it? it even yeah. even yeah. like today, that's incredible yeah. to get back from like an ACL in five months. Mm. Yeah, it is. So, wow. Okay. And, and, and to, yeah, you didn't, you didn't come back uh, not a shoddy player either, did you? I mean, it's not like it affected you or anything. <laughs> well, it's affected me a little bit. I, I know that. But at the same yeah. time, I, I knew what, what I was, what I needed to do in the matches uh, that I started to play. Uh, did, I played a much you, easier game than I, than I maybe normally did. Was it something that was in the back of your mind then? Yeah, obviously, I'm not, I'm not a sportsman by any stretch of the imagination. And, but having such a, I'd call it a horrific injury, um, when you're playing, obviously you're back up to full fitness, is this something in your mind or you think about or do you just blank it all out and think, I'm 100%... I'm gonna I'm gonna go for everything. Well, it's it's one of those that you know you always can get setbacks, uh, and then uh, for me it was uh, just in my mind work as hard as you can, uh, do all the things that you can do, and if I get a setback, I get a setback, but I will I will try to push it at, as hard as I can, and luckily for me there were no setbacks. Am I, am I right, Roland, that while you were out, John Hawks filled your position? Yeah. Yeah. So, so how, how did you look at that? Because I think Hawks, made a half-decent job of it. I mean, probably not quite as good as you, but how did you feel <laughs> seeing him playing in your position and not, not doing so bad? You know, did that spur you on more that you wanted to get back and, and get that position right for the back for yourself? Mm -hmm. No, not no, not not really, because it it was then I was I was pleased to see that Harksy did well as a, as a fullback, uh, oh. because that meant the team was doing well, uh, and then it, it's also uh, better for me when when you are injured and then it's if you see your teammates losing, then you get frustrated and yeah. you want to be out there and then you might do silly things just to, to push it in, in even harder. Uh, so I, I was very pleased with, with John's performance. Uh, and, and I didn't think about, you know, that he could take my place in, in that respect because I just wanted to come, come back uh, and, and, and start to train football again. So, so when did you come, when did, what was your first game back then? Because um, obviously we'll go on to the, the, the cup final, but we were discussing this last night. And we couldn't remember when you returned back how close it was to the final when you returned playing again. Well, I think it, it, it wasn't that many weeks. Uh, I can't remember what game it was. Was that was that a, was that quite a good uh, like a factor in you working hard and, and wanting to come back? Because uh, I, I, I believe that a lot of players wanted to play at Wembley. It was one of the highlights of their. Uh, careers, so obviously you 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 was going to get the chance. So was it a, a factor? Uh, both yes and no. I would say that uh, the factor, yeah, it was there, and, and you were 
you were uh, working, uh, but I was working to get myself back. I didn't know if I, if that meant that there was a chance to go and play the final or not. Uh, I just wanted wanted you to to come back and and, and start playing and training normally again. Uh, so. Uh, when I got back from the injury, it didn't take that long before I was playing. Uh, so I think I think I only trained for a, a, a football for a proper football for a, maybe a week, and then I was back in back in the in in the training uh, well, playing, so to speak. So wow. you, you coming back from this horrific ACL injury that somehow you've come back from in five months, and then. Just before you're going to be stepping out onto Wembley, you've got Ron Atkinson telling you to train in Hyde Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. But uh, it was a good thing. We were laughing and we were running about. So uh, I just, I think in, in that way, he just wanted us to relax. Uh, and that's I spoke to him afterwards as well. He just said that, well, I wanted you to be relaxed and just enjoy the final uh, because uh, he said, like, well, some players, they, they, they played, played finals, but afterwards they say they, they haven't been part of enjoying the final. Mm -hmm. uh, this, is, uh, this is something I want to pick at, Roland. So obviously we're going to, I mean, you know, it's the 30th anniversary this month of, of, of winning that trophy. And it still remains to this day to be in the, you know, the, the biggest trophy we, we've received as a club. Uh, this is a two-part question. And I, and I want to, I'm, I'm trying to pull it, put into your headspace a little bit. So you've, like I say, you've, you've had a tough year. You've bounced back. Then you've yeah. had an ACL injury. Come back into that. Now, did you have an opportunity during that first season to bond with some of the players who were your friends, who were your close close companions? And second part to that is Big Ron, one thing that nobody has ever managed to to disagree with it is his man management and his camaraderie and your ability to enjoy that day and enjoy what you do. John Arks went on about it. He, he, he said, you don't remember the people who finished in second place, but John Arks really said that, Ron really made a point of making sure you remembered that day. So, like I said, start with who your friends were, and and then let, let, let's get into that. And then I'm sure these lads will bat you about 1991. Yeah, well, uh, I was, uh, I think, friends with with most of them. But I think uh, I spoke a little bit more to Phil King, uh, mm -hmm. Nigel Worthington, mm -hmm. uh, Pierce Shirty. Uh, because we played to, played close, and you know we are defenders, and then we talk a little bit more. And, uh, then, of course, uh, Danny Wilson. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, with with it's Peter Shirley's birthday actually today, isn't it? I, I think. Yeah. It, yeah. Happy birthday, Peter! <laughs> it's actually Peter's birthday. Um, so, like, did you have an influence on? On the way that did you know? Were you a lot of the time? You were you were a big name signing. You know, you were an international footballer. You know, you you were you were hosted. You were one of the host nations. You know, you 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 were a big deal. So, Phil, instead of running in, why don't you hold back a bit and go this? Did did you find that that became your role after a while? Uh, I, th I think it became there that that uh, uh, the way that I played together where where the way that I talked mm -hmm. as well uh, I was never shouting uh, in that respect of uh, of uh, in a, in a, in a bad way 
if if it needn't if it doesn't need it to you know it's one of those it's, if if you are lazy then I will <laughs> then I will shout uh, but otherwise I'm, I'm I was always trying to and I've, that's been me as as a player all the all the years is. Um, I always try to win matches, and, and I know if you're going to win matches, then you you need to solve problems. And if we have a problem, then we need to solve the problem. We can't uh, just shout without uh, having anything concrete to come with to solve the problem. Otherwise, we will solve the problem when we get into the dressing room, and then it's too late. So I always try to to talk to the players in a way that. Uh, if they do a little bit better than, uh, or do it in a little bit of a different way, there's a good chance that we can win the match. So that was uh, always the aim uh, for me when I was playing. It just seems it, it just seems that you were like the young, fit, super fit, super athletic guy in a team full of beer swilling, you know, <laughs> lads. Like you know what I mean. And you were a lot more cerebral than they were. They were very much heart on your sleeve types. But um, let's get on to let's get on to Big Ron then, and 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 helping you come out of this injury and and his man management. I mean, did you did you see a side of that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it started, there's another story about Big Ron in, in that respect. Is is that when I was when after I had the operation, I was I was on crutches, uh, and we I don't know what game we were watching, and he said before the game, Roland. Now in in this match, I want you to come down at half time, and and keep, you know, uh, say something positive and and so on for the boys, so we win it. Uh, and I said, yeah, no problem. So uh, as soon as the referee blows the whistle, after 45 minutes, I'm, I'm you know, hobbling down uh, with my crutches to get, get in there. So I'm meeting the boys because we are a goal down. I'm meeting the boys and they are frustrating going into the dressing room. And while I'm hobbling there with my crutches, big run comes. And then he's, you know, he's furious. And then he looks at me and said, Roland. When are you going to be fit? And he knew, like I had an operation for, you know, three weeks ago. So then uh, that was it, really. Then I said, well, shall I go into the dressing room or not? So I just left it out. <laughs> Amazing. Match man, 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 match. So, no, he was, he, he was really good at that. And, and uh, I think uh, it, it was one of these things that he... You could talk to the players in in in, in that way, so you always feel uh, a, a put under pressure in, in in certain games, but also you could uh, make you laugh and and uh, uh, say that well, now this is a this is a great game. Now we play at Old Trafford. Now enjoy the game. Uh, yeah. Go out and win, but enjoy the game. Uh, and then uh, you, you just felt well, yeah. Let's do that. Let's try to win it, but enjoy it. So, uh, and I felt that that was uh, that was you know a good feeling to have when you are a player because you you want to win matches. Mm -hmm. Nobody steps on 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 a, a pitch that wants to lose the game. You want to win it, and and uh, you know that yourself. Sometimes you can be over focused or a little bit nervous or. You know, uh, feeling if you start to wonder about things and so on, and then suddenly somebody said, "Yes, go out and enjoy the game." And of course, and if that's the boss who says it, then it, then it's easier to uh, to take that in as, as well. 
Okay. Okay. I, I, it's weird, isn't it? it? You know, go out and enjoy the game is one of the things that gets said, but then when you, you know, dissect it, what it means, uh, it, you know, it, it, it can really hit home when you get out. Now, uh, Simon's obviously giddy by himself right now. So, Simon, I'm going to devote this last third of the show entirely to the 1991 League Cup final. Now, Simon, you were a grown-up at the time, so we're going to let you start. Yes. Because, you know, <laughs> Ash and I were just before big school and Ben wasn't even a fetus. So we'll let you start. We'll let you ask what burgeoning questions you've got for Roland on, on that day. Roland, you, you've already mentioned about Big Ron building up to games and, 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 and basically saying to you, you know, enjoy it, enjoy it. So so we've, we've beaten Chelsea in the two-leg semi-final and we're there. We, we, you know it's now going to be Manchester United at Wembley. Um, so... What was the first team talk before you even got on that bus to head down to London? What what, what was what was the approach to it? What did Ron say to you guys um, to to sort of build you up, but also relax you before you got on that bus and headed down south? Well, he started off the saying, "Well, well, uh, now now we've done. Uh, uh, we we played the matches in the league, and now uh, now it's it's time for the cup. So we put everything to the side." And just focus on 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 the cup game. Uh, uh, that was the first one, and then uh, he he said as as well that we we just need to be focusing on on uh, on the game, but focusing on the game in the right way. That we we are going down there to uh, to enjoy playing at uh, at Wembley. Because so that, that's how it started it on the coach. Because I, re- I remember going down, I went down with mum and dad and we stayed over for the weekend. I was only 20. And um, I remember the whole build-up. It was Manchester United versus Sheffield Wednesday. Every, every, everybody, it was Man United first, then Wednesday second. Obviously, Man United were in the League One. We were, we were League Two. They, we were the underdogs. No, no team from a lower division had ever beaten um, an up, a, a team in the upper division, and that still stands now that we still hold that record. Not you bad, know, not it, bad. It was completely always up, 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 up. Uh, you know, we were up against it. Did did you? Because through the game, I never saw that we actually looked the second best. In fact, I actually think in the second half, towards the end, we were the far better team. Um, you guys just went into that game. It didn't appear to me, I certainly was nervous, but it didn't appear to me that there was any nerves amongst that starting 11 at all. Um, you know, when you walked out there, what, how did you feel? What was the thoughts amongst the team? Did you feel that we are going to beat these or, or was it a case, again, just enjoy? Well, I think everything started when, you, when we actually came you know the, all the stories about what we did on the coach. You know the story about the, the comedian. Uh, so everybody was, you know, in a good mood when we arrived to, to Wembley. And then when you go out, you, you take your stuff, put your boots uh, in in the dressing room, and then you walk out. And then you come to uh, a nearly packed Wembley where there's blue and white on one side and, and black and red on the other side. Uh, and then you just feel like, whoo. <laughs> this this is nice. This is nice. Uh, and then I remember we went out to the pitch and, and uh, you were screaming. The fans were screaming, you know. And then you, th- you just felt like, yeah, yeah, 
uh, we will definitely have a go uh, today. And then we went back into the dressing room and, and started to get dressed. Uh, and the focus was, you know, in the dressing room that we got every chance because we are the underdogs. It's the, all the pressure is on them. Uh, so we can go out and, and the play our way uh, and, and do the, the best that we can, but always remember that they are uh, in the game, the big favourites. So in the game, we don't have to feel frustrated uh, because they are the one who's going to be frustrated. If it's nil-nil after 80 minutes, then they will be frustrated. Uh, so that was uh, the, the momentum in, in the dressing room that we had every chance to, to, to be able to do something really good. And, and I don't know whether he's still there, but there was a young lad playing for Manchester United who you certainly kept in your back pocket through that entire game. Uh, a lad called Lee Sharp, who was coming onto the scene at the time. Um, how, you, you, appear, you come across as the, the consummate professional and obviously talking about how you basically done the same to John Barnes previously. How much research did you do on, on Lee Sharp? You know, how much book work did you do beforehand? Or was it a case of, you know what, he's going to be in my back pocket anyway? No, I, I, I think, I think uh, because of, of the injury that I have as, uh, had as well, you know, coming into the game, uh, I didn't know where I stood against, you know, uh, a top team uh, in League One. Uh, we were playing in League Two, so you don't know how good you are when you play better teams and better players. So I did my research. Uh, I think I, I, I watched about four four matches uh, where where he was playing, and, and saw what 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 he did. What was his favourite trick? What was his favourite run? Uh, where did he go most times? Did he go on the outside? Did he go on the inside? And so on. So, uh, and then, then when that was clear, then I started to, to speak to, to Harksy uh, about things that he could help me with. Because uh, if I was controlling him, then uh, I couldn't control him and the fullback coming at the same time. Uh, and if the fullback didn't come, that he could, he could uh, help me in, in that respect of, of being in the right place in front of me. So that made it easier as well. Uh, and then uh, I just knew that if he, if he did the same things that he's done in the matches I've been watching, that I had a good chance of keeping him quiet. In the, uh, in the video that we promoted this interview with, we used to tackle where you went in to Lee Sharp and you kind of, you slide and you kind of scissor him a little bit. And watching yeah. that video back when I was searching for clips to put that video together, I remember thinking, that is a ballsy tackle to make. But mm. now now I know you did your homework before. Like, I love it. You know what I mean? I'm now like, I'm, I'm on board with you now, Roland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on, Ash. It's, it's, that's, that's how it was. And, and I knew that the... If there was a chance that I will tackle him hard, so he knew that every every chance that he he would open up uh, for a for a tackle, he he, he should know that I would be there. Mm. <laughs> I like it. I really do like it that you uh, you do your homework and watch the games, and it, well, it makes makes your job easier, no doubt, when you come to face these players. Um, 
I mean, we're going on about the, the cup final and what a day it will, must have been for everybody. Um, when when Sheridan scored, what what was what was your reaction? Was it we've scored? Yes, that's it. We'll hold it. Or, or what was what was the thought with the team with the with the goal going in? I think uh, when we scored, uh, then then it was like yes, now we, now we got it. Now we, this is a chance that we're going to win this uh, because, like we said before, it's it's the frustration uh, because when you go down, go down, and then uh, uh, you know that you are the favourites. Uh, then uh, you have to be very calm, being a goal down, and, and thinking of of, of we're going to score anyway. And they hadn't created that much in the game either. So, well, that uh, was down to you, to be fair, Roland. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> you, you had in your pocket the guy who was Ryan Giggs before Ryan Giggs was was a thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they didn't create anything. I mean, you're being quite modest there, aren't you? Well, it, it, it's it's all about jobs that you have in certain games. That's why I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Big Ron knew that that my performance will be one of the key things in in that match. Uh, and and uh, uh, when when Chess scored that goal, I, I think he thought as well that now we got a, a good chance because I'm, I've, I've sussed out uh, Lee Sharp on, on that wing. They're not creating anything from the left. Now they're trying to do a little thing on the right, but mostly they, they will try to go, go in, in the central position, and that's what they did, uh, starting to play longer balls. And, and, and Nigel was amazing, you know, winning the battles in the air all the time. Chess was there, Carlton was there, uh, no, Chess was there, and picking up the, the, the bits and pieces that was dropping down and keeping the ball, passing it, so they were chasing. So you could see the frustration in them uh, that things didn't work in the way that they were thinking. Go on, babe. No, I mean, obviously we... we... I'm moving this on now, it, like after 91. So if you want, if they, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Got another five minutes on this yet? Rolling, rolling. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> before before we get into that. Johnny Modern here, um, <laughs> so you know, we get, it's getting quite close. You know, the, the, was there a point in the game where you thought, "Shit, we've done it," or did you go, "We've won this"? You know what I mean? Did you feel so confident in your, uncomfortable in your? performance you thought Do you know what i don't feel under pressure enough here for them to get this take this away from me to take this this trophy away from me given the last two years that you've just had you know what i mean did you that must have been a great personal battle for you as well i bet wasn't it so did you feel yeah. it well uh, no not not in that respect but in another respect is is wembley was always uh hard to play on because it was quite soft Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that meant when you when you did your runs and so on, it, it, your calves uh, was starting to cramp a little bit, uh, and then especially at the end, uh, just you know, because that was you know when you've been in for such a long time, you, you, your your stamina is not uh, in the muscles are not the same as as, as they are normally, and I just felt like. Uh, don't don't cramp now. Don't cramp now because we're going to win this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I had a few runs and I just felt well. Uh, I hope it won't be more runs now. It was the end in like, in like two minutes. I just felt like yeah, 
Uh, now, now uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it my last here uh, and making sure that nothing will happen on my wing and then uh, we will fight in the middle like we did. We were picking up the, the, the ball, we were trying to pass it, we were trying to move uh, and, and uh, then you, you just felt like, well, it's going to be one of those that either they're just going to throw balls like they did, uh, throw the balls and, and sometimes you, you can be a little bit unlucky if it bounces the wrong way and ends up in in, uh, in front of a man you play and then he shoots and then he scores. But yeah. uh, we, were, we were there all the time in a, in a good way and, and uh, defending well and uh, making sure that that didn't happen. So, uh, no, at the end, I just felt, well, we, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. The, the, it, it's the sense of professionalism I, I, I get from you, Roland, because bear in mind, like, like, like I alluded to there, there was, there was some personal battles for you there, given, given the year, year and a half, 18 months you've just had, crucial ligament, Sweden, relegation, all the rest of it. But you've just gone, you know what, it's just a football game and I'm just going to concentrate on the pitch. And that, that, that was something that we didn't have in, um, in this country. It was all about passion and heart on your sleeve and kicking the, the other geezer as hard as you can and all the rest of it. And I feel that you, for me, were one of the first players to come over that 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 changed the game the way we perceived it. Because when you see a lot of, a lot of games from the 80s, you know, playing in these in these muddy pitches, kicking the ball off each other and all the rest of it, you, for me, were one of those players that, that were a different breed. Um, Simon, now, come on. That you, you've probably got another burgeoning question about '91 before uh, before Young Chops kicks off. <laughs> uh, well, I was just I was just actually looking at the squad the squads for '91, and and that you, you hit the nail on the head there, Dan, in regards to the 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 only two non um, English players or English stroke Irish players was Roland Nielsen and John Harkes. And everybody else in our squad was either English or Irish. And uh, in the Man United squad was either English, Welsh or Irish or Scottish. There wasn't any other European player in there. So that just shows you how much football has changed since since then. Um, I seem to remember Les Seeley got injured towards the end of the game and we nearly had another chance, but then the whistle was blown. Yeah. That feeling, Roland, when that whistle went... What, what what was that? Was it euphoria? Was it just relief? How did you feel? Well, it's it's always when you play football and the whistle goes. It, it, it takes a few seconds before you realise what he's he's actually blowing for. Uh, was it the free kick? Uh, was it something else? Uh, and then you realise that, that was the final whistle. Uh, and then you just well, then it becomes a euphoria in in in, in your brain, you know. Uh, You've done it. We've done it. Uh, now we can, you know, be proud. Uh, and then especially when you, you have the fans with you there, then it becomes so, so special. And that's frustrating nowadays when you, you don't have any crowds at all. Uh, now the, you can feel the players now are when they score and then they run around and it's like they, they are lost. What, where shall I run? There's no crowd. You know, they tried to went, run to the cameras and so on. So that, that was uh, just just great, you know, that we were, we were able to do it for the fans and for ourselves. Uh, and uh, I think as well, 
that uh, the way that we did it as well. It wasn't like we we were kicking and and fighting. We were we were actually playing it and and was as good as Man United in that match. Okay. So we went home on on the tube and on the way to Wembley, Man United fans were saying to us, "Do you know where it is? Do you know where Wembley is? Do you want direction? Shall we direct you?" And they were giving all the banter and we were just sat there going, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And on the way back, the tube was completely silent because the Man United fans were all sat there going, shit, we've lost. And the Wednesday fans were there going, shit, we've won. <laughs> and we didn't actually know what to do. We didn't know how to celebrate. I think you were staying at the Royal Lancaster Hotel that night. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what? How good was that party that night? Tell how us about the beers, know? Roland. Tell how many beers? How many beers did David Hurst drink, uh, Phil King, and John Sheridan? And did you have many that night? Well, it was like this: that uh, I was down there for the for the party and had uh, quite a few beers, but then I went back to bed because I was absolutely uh, my body was was uh, you know. Uh, it was still aching. recovering. Yeah, yeah, it was aching everywhere. Uh, so I just said, "Well, to myself, it, it's one of those. I just need, I need a bed." And I, I, I felt like uh, it didn't took it didn't took me long to go to sleep, you know, uh, because I, I was absolutely shattered, gone in that shattered, and you know. So uh, the beers was there, and, and of course, you know, a few of the boys were, were really up singing and everything uh, as as normal. Uh, and then, uh, of course, and then I just felt like, well, either I'm going to go to sleep in, in one of the, the, the on, on, on a chair here, or, or I'll go back to the room. So I just went back to the room, fell wow. asleep straight away. Wow. Okay. Okay. We're running short of time, so I, I can't really spend any time on '93. So because you know we lost them both, so I'm not, I'm not going to do any of that. Um, so. Your, your time at Sheffield Wednesday came to an end. The contract ran out. We, we, you know, you were very gracious in telling us what your plans were to go back to Sweden and signing back for Helsingborgs. Uh, we gave you a little presentation on the pitch, didn't we? What, what was yeah. that? That was fantastic. You know. mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's one of those. Uh, what can you say? It's uh, as as a player, uh, you win with the team, mm-hmm. uh, but as a on your own, I think that's one of the best things that ever happened. Wow, wow. I, I can really hear the emotion in your voice about yeah. it, actually, Roland. That, that's really cool. Like you don't you don't really see much of that nowadays, especially given the, the way that the game's gone. But for, you know, for, for the ovation you got from the crowd, from you know the the, the backpatch you'd have got from your teammates, I, I can imagine that being something that was uh, meant a lot to you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know. Uh, that's how it is when when you, especially I think when you've been to a team where it's been ups and downs, but mo- mostly ups and uh, ups anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, uh, you know the fans has always been there cheering for us, uh, you know, shouting as well. Of course, when we didn't play well, but they always been there uh, during the years uh, I was there. And then for me, that was the big difference of coming and playing in England and playing in Sweden. We had mm-hmm. decent crowds in, in Sweden sometimes. Uh, when we played in Europe with IFK, then of course we had big crowds. But the, the, the thing what with, uh, especially Hillsborough when we played there, 
you know, the fans, uh, how, uh, how they shouted and, and made us play better sometimes than, than uh, we actually maybe uh, felt in our bodies. You know, sometimes you, you play matches, you feel like, whew, today is going to be a tough one. Uh, my legs are not fresh. Uh, and then suddenly the crowd starts to go and then you feel like, well, now it's time. I have to raise myself. I need to, to play better. Uh, and and uh, you know, get the ovations from uh, from the crowd uh, at that stage was just great. Amazing, amazing. Okay, Ben, let, let's uh, let, let's get past ninety one and ninety three and post Sheffield Wednesday. No, it it was actually no. still about Wednesday, and it was about a, a story I've heard. I think it was Gordon Watson that said it on a different podcast that. You, as a team, I, I don't know whether you were still there, but there was a trip over to Belfast of all places, especially in the like early 1990s. And there was sort of tension between, I think, the some of the players and, and some of the management about whether you were allowed to go out or not, especially in Belfast at that time. Uh, I don't know whether you were one of them that, I'm guessing not, given the professionalism, but uh, whether you were aware of that sort of happening, players going out in taxis into into Belfast? Um, was I there then? Yeah, I think I was. Uh, and was I in one of the taxis? Yeah, yeah I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> very, very tight-lipped, Ronnie. You can tell you're yeah. still in the game, sir. You can tell you're still in the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So there's always time for for uh, doing things. It's just doing it the right time. I tell you what, we're going to get you back on when you've retired, when you're uh, when you're just full on retired, and you've not got to worry about who you're going to piss off anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Ash. I, I w- just leading leading on to that. I mean, obviously, now you're a manager yourself, um, and like you said before, we started that uh, the season starts in a f- five days. I believe you said. Yeah, um, so yeah, we're we're really appreciative that you can spend the time. And um, do you, your your management style is it Big Ron esque? Uh, no, <laughs> no pints. <laughs> no, I, I I really enjoy. I'm, I'm taking bits and pieces actually from from Ron. T- sometimes is is that I'm trying to get the players as well to understand that they 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 have to enjoy football as well. You know, you you uh, you play football, and and yes, it, it's it's work, but at the same time, it's work uh, that you love to do, uh, and you really enjoy it, and and you 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 feel great when you're doing it. It's hard work, yeah, but sometimes in 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 things that you you have to enjoy it as well. Uh, you have to enjoy. Uh, being in places you have to enjoy winning the matches because if you don't enjoy it then what's the point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so, that's that and that's what Ron said to you 30 years ago so you- yeah yeah it's one of those that we, we need to, to to enjoy but then uh, how we enjoy it that's a little bit different now than how it was then go on Ash so you haven't got um a, a- a handy big centre half that just may happen to push you into some boards or 
Or <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Alexanderson's sons not kick you into the five aside hoardings, has he, or anything like that? <laughs> no, I, I think they they are. I'm quite fit still, so uh, they, oh. they, are, they are not trying too hard. So because then they they, they will know where I will get back at them. Okay, oh, so I'm, I'm just going to start winding this down now. I'm going to finish about talking about your current career. You are currently uh, the highest ranked, I, th- I think that would be the word, that the highest person in European football that we've had on the show who's currently still working in the game. You know, we've had we've had John Harks, who's coaching in America. We've had your compatriot, uh, who's one of your coaches at IFK. Um, yeah. And now you're the, the manager, the recent manager, because you, you've not been in this job long, of, of IFK, a team who has had a pretty poor five years in, in, the, um, in the grand scheme of things. It, it's a difficult yeah. job for you, isn't it, Roland? Yeah, it was. I, I was, uh, you know, I was at the the FA for a long time, and I was having the the, the under twenty ones there mm-hmm. and working with them, uh, trying to educate those to to become uh, uh, full international players, uh, so that we keep on uh, having a, a good national team, so to speak. Uh, and then uh, I got this phone call, and and uh, that they said, well. We are struggling, uh, and, and uh, we think that uh, we uh, you can help us in, in that way. And you know, because of IFK is my club, uh, then I thought to myself, well, this is not a good time to step in into uh, uh, a club that's uh, on its way down. Uh, but at the same time, I just felt, well, uh, it's my club. I know that I can make a difference. I know what I can do, uh, and I can do it in the short, short time uh, that they needed. Uh, and then I said yes to the job, uh, and then I worked worked my sock, socks off in, in getting it right. So uh, we won uh, four out of the last five mm. in the season, and then we stayed uh, at the highest level. Uh, and now we are. Building a new team uh, with with uh, some new players, good players, uh, then hopefully uh, we can become a much better team, uh, and I think we will. But it will take a little time before we get everything uh, in place. Uh, but do I you think feel do you feel you've got the backing from the board in order to rebuild the project? Yes, you, I think you feel confident. Yeah. Yeah, I think they 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 saw themselves as well. Is is that now we we've we have uh, uh, not spent any money. Now we haven't we have done the you know the, trying to get the, the economy right and so on. Uh, and then doing that, then they had to sell good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, then as well, uh, they haven't bought any players uh, with quality. And mm-hmm. now they've seen how that works, so to speak. Uh, okay. And they they said after the season, uh, we 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 should never be there again. I, absolutely not. I've been to a, a Malmo Gothenburg game, and uh, I was shocked at the uh, at the atmosphere. Now you you know you're allowed to. You don't have to give us the the answer you think we want to hear. What's got the uh, the most electric atmosphere is it Sheffield Wednesday versus Sheffield United or is it IFK versus Malmo 
Well, I think it's it's quite quite equal in that respect. Is is that all depends how, how big the crowds uh, would be. Mm-hmm. There would be a, a big fight between you know because of the rivalry. Uh, mm-hmm. The the fans would do you know anything that they could in in the matches to support their team and 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 try to to have the best get out of it. But I think well that was few years ago when when they had the cop the big cop and then uh, i i think when when everyone was standing behind the goal uh, and we were attacking and came over the halfway line and the crowd started to to go and and you know ooh, every time we were, we were attacking you know i think that's uh, that's one of those that sticks out in my mind yes i played a few with the afk as well with the, with a full house in the UA for cups and so on, but I think uh, still uh, the crowd at Sheffield has has been uh, the noisiest and and uh, uh, the best crowd, so to speak. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, Roland, I, I've taken far too much of your time up, and once again, I can't thank you enough for joining us this evening. Uh, Join us next time for we've got uh, we've got Grant Hart on Thursday and then next week we've got one of your old teammates in uh, Phil King. Thanks to Mike Constantine Wealth Management for sponsoring this nonsense and uh, we'll see you next time. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.